BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Donald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Yeah, what's up? It's your boy, Joel Ortiz, and I want everybody to make sure that they subscribe and download the podcast, Library Rap, the hip-hop interviews with Tim Einenko. Yo, Tim, I hope all is well. You my guy. I know these interviews are not interviews. They're actually conversations, and I appreciate them all. Yeah. Well. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is IT. I want you to do something for me. Make sure you download and subscribe Library Rap, the hip-hop interviews. With Tim I and Cal. It is old fucking official. Alright? Stop playing. Download and subscribe. Library rap. The hip hop interviews with Tim I and Cal. The other day on social media, someone posed a question. Name a hip hop artist from Harlem. And all I could think was that there's no way in hell Jim Jones is not on the top of that list. From diplomats to a solo career, he just released El Capo Deluxe. Jim Jones, welcome to allhiphop.com. Presents the library with Tim Ionico. Thank you for being here, man. Oh, what's up, my bro? How you feeling? Good, good. How you doing, man? I'm cute. Cool. So, I just want to take it back. In 1998, um, as a member of the Diplomats, you were featured on Cameron's debut album, uh, Confessions of Fire. Uh, but it wasn't until the th- Cameron dropped his third album in 2002 that the Diplomats kind of dropped their debut album, and then you dropped your solo album a year later. Can you take us back to that time? What was happening with you and music and kind of why the delay between debut on Cameron's album and your stuff? Take you back to the time of which? What? What? what, what, of what? 98. 98. What was going on with, I guess, for you for music? 98, I was heavy into gangbanging. Hmm. Heavy, heavy into gangbanging. My brother Cameron was uh, heavy into doing music. Very dope at doing music. Mace just finished signing a deal maybe... A year earlier, he brings Cam with him to Biggie House. Um, Cam goes to Biggie House, performs for him. Biggie promised Cam a deal. God bless Biggie, ends up dying. Um, we at the liquor store. Somebody said he's shooting a We Love Big Papa video on Mount Morris Park with the locks and all of that. And at this time, Cam had just, can't. we just been trying to get this deal off. And so we went over there because they said it was the locks and at that point, the locks, the locks and Cam were, pre- were pairs. They started pretty much the music together with the mixtapes and all that. So, and Cam was getting pretty hot as a mixtape artist, and everybody wanted to know who he was and shit like that. We went to the video. We get to the video, we see Un there. Uh, proceed to tell Un, um, this is Cam. He rapped for Big. Big told him he would give him a deal. God bless his soul. Big end up had told Un about Cam before he passed, and on on a Big's word and told Cam. 
come to the office tomorrow, which was a Monday, I believe it was, and the deal happened since that that was the deal. Um, Cam got his music deal. At that time, everybody was living with me inside my project apartment. Um, a few years before, my grandmother had passed away when I was fresh out of high school, and the only thing she left me was that apartment. So that apartment was like a safe haven for some of the biggest superstars that had come out of Harlem, which was hmm. Cam, Mace, and myself. And, of course, <laughs> Joel Santana, Freaky Zeke, Diplomats. Um, 98, I was still trying to find my way, uh, navigating through the streets and figuring out how to get ready to dive head first inside this music game. Um, at that point, I was more worried about making sure Cam was all right because I knew it was a cold game. And mm-hmm. if we can make sure Cam is all right, then he's going to make sure everybody else be all right. And that's what my main focus was, to protect the money by all costs. Um, I wasn't thinking about music at that point, even though Mason Cam had showed me how to rap at that point and showed me the basics of what it takes to rap. Um, so I always had that with me. But at that time, I was more about worrying about Cam and which way he was heading so I can know which way I was heading. Um, mm. He included me in every one of his albums, which I which I thought was so dope now that I look back now that I look back at it and shit like that. Like he always gave me opportunity even when I didn't know if I had if I had enough skill to complete these opportunities. And he always believed in me even when people would doubt my doubt me when it came to music. And that was in the late nineties and the ninety eights and shit like that. And then um Cam ended up losing his deal, maybe say like 99, or we end up forcing ourselves, or un end up losing the deal for entertainment. Then they stuck on Sony. Um, being on Sony was hard for us. We can't put out one album, then we was able to force ourselves off of Sony in a very aggressive manner, which I wouldn't, I wouldn't suggest nobody try what we did to get out of a record deal. Um, from Sony, we confided in Dane, for management, Dame understood who he was. He said yes. After that, went into damn near to paid in full. Cam got the deal after he got the Rockefeller deal, ended up getting the movie deal. Um, and around that time, Jim Jones was really starting to come to light as an artist. Mm. So that means, so that's 2000, 2004, right? So on my way to church is dropped uh that's and i think terrible. that's not 2004 when did the movie come out google it um, you're skipping years oh so wait when so yeah sorry i sorry about that uh um, come out off the top of my head i don't know you ain't got no, you ain't got your phone google it <laughs> Oh, 2002. Exactly. Exactly. So I didn't start to, I didn't, my album didn't come out to like 2004. So from like 2000 to 2000 to my album drop, I was trying to figure out my identity as who I was going to be to the rap game. And ended up being Jim Jones. <laughs> <laughs> So when you did drop the album, uh, On My Way to Church, I think 
doing research for this interview and looking back, I kind of like two titles stand out to me with regarding the album is the title on my way to church, but also uh, the record uh, Jamaican joint. Uh, I had to think of a question about this because it seems like, you know, when you talk to hip hop artists, two things that are important uh, that have influenced their music is church. And then of course, uh, reggae, reggae as well. Uh, how have those impacted you in, as an artist? Oh shit. I grew up in a church. My godfather was the pastor. My family is very religious and teach us about the Lord Jesus Christ from a young age and follow in his footsteps and, you know, try to live righteous. So that's that. I've been going to public or uh, Sunday school, all night prayer meeting, new Congress class, all that coming up. Um, the Jamaican Caribbean background, well, my whole family's from Aruba, so. That's kind of in my blood when it comes to the music and and, the, and, and that sound. So you know, it's not too far fetched from who I am. Mm. Oh, you were talking about uh, El Capo, and you talked about how uh, Fabulous and uh, and Rick Ross were kind of on your bucket list of artists you wanted to work with. Uh, what were you about these two artists that kind of made made them to your bucket list? Oh, I'm from an era of where music was very important and bars are very important, and Rick Ross and Fabulous. Still to this day, uh, one of the dopest MCs when it comes to writing music and spitting bars and shit like that. Along with Jada Kiss, along with pretty much the, the, the list of people that I had on El Capo, pretty much all revered as some of the top MCs that hip-hop has seen. It is very rarely, I think, you hear uh, an artist talk about, a male artist talk about kind of female artists that he was, kind of would like to work with. Uh, and two of those artists you you mentioned uh, before were uh, Megan Thee Stallion and, and Cash Doll. Why why the you know there's so many female artists out there. Why these two particular artists that kind of? Well, at the time you know, I was asked that question, um, both the artists weren't as big as they are now. Um, Shouts to Megan Thee Stallion, who's did a phenomenal job out here from um, me watching her when she was in college, actually, and seeing how she was commanding the crowd and things like that. And to see where she at now, shit, you can't take nothing away from her, so I'll take my hat to her. Cash Doll, um, coming up from Detroit, talking slick as shit, uh, bossing her way around the game, and it's, I think it's pretty dope and shit like that, even now, so, you know. I don't know how realistic it is for the Megan Stallion record now, but I definitely feel <laughs> well, like a Cash Doll, a Cash Doll record, due to the fact that, uh, you know, we all, we all come up in the, under the same same roof per se and, and, and live the same type of lifestyle and want to get out the same circumstances. I think she's dope. She represents strong black women and fly bad bitches all in one. You know what I mean? <laughs> pardon, the, pardon the bitches, but you know what I'm trying to say. You know right. what I mean? Right. I mean, speaking of female artists, you know, there's that rumor that Little Kim and Foxy might do a versus battle. Uh, who would you have on that? I mean, I was kind of leaning, I think, Little Kim, but now I think I might be wrong, but I don't know. Um, I don't. I mean, shit. I would love to see that. I know that Little Kim was 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 fire. It was on fire back then. But I do know that Fox Brown, that bitch is rapping like a nigga, and she had niggas going crazy for her. Oh, Nana, she used to go dumb. So that'd be definitely dope. Some dope for the city, dope for Brooklyn, and dope for females. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to ask you about a. Uh, uh, French Montana talked about how he would like to do a versus battle with you and that you you agreed to it. And I think, I know you guys had to beef in the past, but also what's kind of, 
great is that you guys have squashed this beef. If you could kind of talk about what was the, I guess that initial conversation that made it, that ended it all. Um, I don't know if it was initial conversation or more of the people that was in between it all for so many years and trying to get this done. And I do thank everybody who stuck it out and between what me and French had going on for so many years and never giving up on letting us put this thing to bed. So, you know, he shouts to French, shouts to everybody that partic- participated in making this a smooth transition. Yeah. Uh, you know, you, you, you've talked about features on your album and the reason why you have them. And I kind of, you know, would like to ask you about a few of them and see kind of what makes them uh, help you step up your lyrical game. Um, so I just thought, like, I know you talked a little bit about it before, but what is it about Cameron that kind of makes you step up that, you lyrically. Cameron. Cam? Yeah. Cam told me how to rap. So for me to be here at this point and where I'm at lyrically and shit like that, I know he's proud of me more than anything. It's way past the competition level with us and shit like that. I know for him seeing what he, he's taught me to do in the beginning to see where I took his lessons to now, I know it's pretty dope. But every time I'm in the booth with Cam or in the studio with Cam, I feel like the pressure's on me no matter how nice I am and no matter how nice I've gotten. Mm-hmm. I feel like the pressure's on me to show him just how nice I am when I am in the room with him and shit like that. You know what I mean? Like, I, I feel like a student at all times when he's around, especially when it comes to the music, because I know he's very, he's going to critique me no matter what. Even if I don't put my best foot first, he's going to let me know, boy, you you just, you know what I mean? So I always admired that about Cam, where he, how he always made us do our best music we can. Hmm. And, uh, I know a new guy, but Con- Conway the Machine, I mean, how does that guy, I mean, obviously another incredible artist, but how does he kind of help you step up your game? I think that Kanye and Con- 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 Conway and the whole Griselda, um, their whole energy is reminiscent of the dip- diplomats energy. And when we come to the bars and spitting real street life about what we go through every day, I think they're at the top of the apex. And that keeps me at the top of minds when I get to bounce off energies that's just as dope as we are, you know what I mean? compliments each other. Uh, how about Fat Joe? Um, Fat Joe being a legend he is and, and me being coming in the game and watching him from You Gotta Flow Joe all the way to now, it's just so dope to even be able to call him up when I can on a regular basis or so dope to tell him, yo, Joe, I need to get you on this record and to hear him respond. Like, I got you sending. Like, that's some real dope shit. You know, Shouts to Fat Joe. Real good friend of mine. And a really nice, a really great thing you do is that you don't, you not just stay in one region, you go around. So, I mean, I have to ask you, of course, about uh, Bun B and then all the next TI. Bun B, um, probably one of the illest dudes to do music. If you've ever seen him do music, you sit in the booth and write a rap like in 10 minutes. Shouts to Big Bun, shouts to his whole family, shouts to all his sons and stuff like that. Icon, living, living and walking icon right there. That's, that's, that's that's the culture's history right there. One of the one of the gatekeepers right now. And of course, uh, Ti. Well, I know Ti since since his first uh, major recording album. So you know, I watch him flourish in his game from being a young MC to a veteran that he is now. So I tip my hat to everything he's accomplished and done in this industry. Mm. You know, not just the MC, but you also have this uh, the consulting agency, right? And and it's there to help young and also older artists to make good choices in business and in their music. Uh, 
what was it about what 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 if you had this consulting agency when you were going up um what what are some of the maybe mistakes that you wouldn't have made uh that you made that you're able to now teach other artists to avoid I don't know if there's any mistakes it's just the accessibility the consult agency is pretty much turned into quarantine studios now that's something that i'm starting figure out different things of how I can help the people and through the everything locking down, I've created this platform called Quarantine Studio, which is pretty much the consultant agency on steroids, but it's about access. We didn't have that I didn't have that access when I was coming up in, in the beginning of my career and stuff like that. So the simplest things, um independent um fucking in, industry lawyer, entertainment lawyers, um uh, Producers, engineers, um, publishing, publicists, um, marketing, like whatever it is that you you feel you need help with or can help your success is what we provide us up at Quarantine Studios. And we didn't uh, we didn't have that. We didn't even know the direction to go into to try to get the help to, to help our career. You know what I mean? BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes. The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Donald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last.